0: Hey, Northeast Pennsylvania, it's Rob O'Donnell here on WILK News Radio. 103.1 FM 910 980 AM or anywhere on the Odyssey app. It is 509, 36 degrees and cloudy temperatures going down. Some flurries tonight, so be careful out there. The Rob O'Donnell show is brought to you by Road Scholar Transport. You have unique shipping needs, and Road Scholar has unique shipping solutions. Dry van temperature controlled and high security are just a few. Visit roadscholar.com. Appreciate all the text messages coming in. Somebody said, uh, Rob, nothing like hunting season in NEPA. Don't even care if I see anything. Just being in the woods with nothing but sounds is my piece. I, I hear you. I miss it this year. I didn't, uh, Figured I'd be busy here at the station, and the only time I would really have, well, now that they have Sunday, some Sunday hunting, right? But Saturday and Sunday, usually my days to recharge, but next year, definitely going to get back into it. I miss it. But uh, good luck to all you that have been out there. Hopefully you got your uh, big buck or your dough to fill the freezer or whatever you aim for this year. It is a great time of year. Got a text message in where we were talking about the uh, height and weight discrimination in New York. They just passed it, adding that to their discrimination law. Does that mean anyone could be a New York City policeman or fireman? Um, I don't think so because there are physical standards for that. But they have been stretching them more and more. I've seen some... Uh, Some short. There used to be a height requirement. I don't believe there is anymore. So as long as you could pass the physical standard of getting over the wall and the obstacle and uh that such, I, I don't think there really is much of a a criteria there anymore as far as height goes. So we'll see. I'm gonna have to jumble things around if you uh don't mind here as far as what I was going to talk about, because I don't have access to local media. So uh, we're looking to get that corrected. So this, uh, from the Associated Press, that many voters on both sides, this is not, this is not partisan. This is a bipartisan poll here, but many voters are weary about a Biden-Trump rematch in 2024 third parties hope they can fill the gap, but no, I mean we all know the third parties just make it worse for both. I, I think they're going to take away and damage each candidate just as much sensing that the candidate is Donald Trump and Joe Biden. at this point, no one's based on polls for the for the GOP and it looks like Donald Trump has that nomination buttoned up if, unless something drastic happens. And uh, Joe Biden, there's really no alternative to him as far as the Democrats go at this point. Does that change? Is there something at the uh, convention that could change that? There is a possibility. It's a long shot. But we'll see. But people are uh, on both sides are not happy about the status quo candidates. George Washington was the only person to win the presidency without a party affiliation. An incumbent hasn't lost his party's presidential nomination since Democrat passed over Franklin Pierce in 1856. Abraham Lincoln's reelection in 1860 marked the last time someone from a new party, in his case the Republican Party, won the White House. But you have the uh, United States is deeply divided and somewhat anxious about the prospect other than the uh, Biden-Trump campaign. Third-party candidates insist voters are restless enough to defy history. It's a really fertile ground now for independent politics. Jill Stein, the Green Party nominee in 2012 and 2016, said in an interview, there is so much hunger for a principled politi- politics, a politics of integrity, and for options outside Of the two zombie candidates that are being forced down our throats and the two zombie political parties. That's coming from Jill Stein, who's running as the Green Party. Little-known candidates with no chance of victory run every year and sometimes piece together enough votes to make a difference in close races, even though they don't win. But the activity has been notable. Stein, who's a physician and environmental activist, announced this month that she'll make a third-party bid in 2024 under the Green Party. You also have uh, Cornell West, a scholar and progressive activist with a loyal following on the left. And you have RFK Jr. But... Americans think Biden 81 is too old and they're divided about criminal charges against Trump 77, who has been indicted four times and facing trial next year. Nearly 80 percent said that Biden is too old to be effective for four more years. About half Americans approve of the Justice Department's indicting Trump over his efforts to remain in office after losing the 2020 election. So you have the majority of Democrats don't want Joe Biden. You have the majority of voters just over half saying that they don't want Donald Trump. They want someone else to run. And then you have these third-party candidates who are jumping into the mix that I'd be very weary of. I know I've seen polls on both sides as far as RFK Jr. goes where some polls show him pulling more from Donald Trump than he pulls from Joe Biden. Other polls say he's pulling just a little bit more from Joe Biden. But the majority of this poll, which is the Times and and AP, said that neither party is really happy with their expected candidate. Does third party make that much of a difference? Are you voting for a third party out there? Be it Jill Stein, be it Cornell West, be it RFK Jr. Gonna be interesting part of that. RFK Jr. last month is running as an independent. It's an environmental lawyer lawyer anti-vaccine activist which that that that's kind of a misnomer I think to a certain extent from this article from The Associated Press Senator Joe Manchin of West Virginia announced he will not run for re-election as a senator, but will travel the country and consider an independent presidential campaign. I think it's a little too late for that this time around. And I don't think he'll have the, the standing as we move forward. But what do Democrats do with Joe Biden when the majority of Democrats don't think he'll be effective for four more years? Are they... Limiting themselves to a vice presidential candidate. Is Kamala Harris that vice presidential candidate? Because the majority, I mean, if you look at the facts when they, they ran in 2020, she was the first out. No one on the Democrat side cared for Kamala Harris much as a presidential candidate. She's not very popular, actually probably one of the least popular vice presidential people we've had. Is that what people want to see? Do people want a Kamala Harris stepping in if Joe Biden can't do it? I mean, does does anyone truly believe that Joe Biden can validly do another four years? If I'd love to hear from you if, if that's your stance. I, I don't believe he can. I, I don't believe he's holding it together now. I, I think they're kind of carrying him through this last half of the presidency I mean he was in my opinion not much on point to begin with you know if this was back in 2016 when he was thinking about primarying Hillary he was a different person this time around really not so much and we could point, it's it's hard, just like one side wants to say, well, look at the deficit that the Trump uh, administration brought on us. And they want to leave out the part of COVID and the whole thing there. Okay, well, if that's your stance, then you're, you were fine with not giving any stimulus, not giving any loans, or not giving, and I'm not saying anything, you know, the deficit needs to be taken care of. And as far as a good majority of that stimulus, stimulus a good majority of those loans and everything else, I, I think we went way overboard. And yes, that's partially Trump's fault because he was in office. Now, it was a bipartisan effort to do those things. But for people now to say and attack the deficit under Trump— well you're then you're saying okay we shouldn't have done all those things. We shouldn't have given the stimulus checks out. We shouldn't have given those loans out. We shouldn't have kept businesses afloat. We shouldn't have did all we shouldn't have paid people to stay home. And and I agree with a lot of those things, but most of you don't. You just agree with it now because he's no longer in office and you want to point at something. But if you look at the deficit now when COVID is over and everything that's there. Now like look today. You had the press secretary of the United States get on TV today and tell everybody that Costs are down, gas prices are down, and grocery prices are down. Do we all really think that? Is anyone really feeling that? Yeah, and yes, they are down from last year, but they're still at an all-time high. They're still 30% higher from when you took office. It's a disingenuous argument, and at least let's be honest with people so we can fix problems, not lie to people, not get in front of the TV and say, your gas prices are down. Your cost of food is down. I mean, Joe Biden uh, on one of his on one of the White House's social media accounts said, compared to compared to wages, this Thanksgiving was the fourth lowest cost in the history of Thanksgiving. Huh? Really? The, the manipulation of numbers is just incredible. But. Let's start being honest with the American people on both sides, you know, before we try to tackle the big tough things like Social Security and Medicare and our national defense and all those things like that. It's uh, 421 here at WILK. Time for
1: traffic and weather. Hey, thanks, Rob. This Pentella Data Internet Traffic Update. We have no accidents to report. The only uh, problem areas I see could be North Blakely Street and Dunmore. That is bumper to bumper heavy traffic. Uh, not uh, any other areas look all that bad that you're you know being held up or or waiting too long. No accidents out there. Whenever you see a traffic problem, call our jam line five seven zero eight eight three. 7269 Nikki Stone, W I L K Traffic.
0: Thank you, Nikki. Here's the Storm Tracker 16 forecast from Chief Meteorologist Kurt Aaron. Tonight, mostly cloudy, breezy, some flurries, low 25. Tuesday, mostly cloudy, breezy, and cold with snow showers, flurries, high 32. Wednesday, mix of sun and clouds, breezy and cold, high 46. Thursday, mix of sun and clouds, high 46. Friday cloudy with scattered rain showers high 47. It's currently 37 degrees and cloudy outside at 5:22 at your official weather station WILK. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell show on WILK News Radio. It is 5:26, 37 degrees and cloudy outside. Looking at some text messages uh Hey Rob, don't say anything about anthrax on air. Just brought back memories. Uh, with the water hackers so close to home, I ignored news for three days and listened today. What's going on? Good Lord, but we should uh, be on high alert. We are way too lax. Uh, we are. But you also have to decompress. I, what I try and do on the weekend, especially when it's a holiday weekend, I try and stay away from the news as much as I can and not get in in depth as much as... Uh, We can. I'm. I'm looking at this uh, story here, and it, it's funny. And, and I love when people come out and say, "Oh, you only," not not me personally, but you know, when when their arguments is, uh, you know, you attack these people because they look different than you. You attack these because they're different or the different beliefs, different religions, different this and different that. We're we're all pretty much the same. But um, Conor McGregor, name we haven't. I I haven't used in a long time, is uh facing some hot water as he torched the the Ireland's prime minister over response to the Hamas's release of a child hostage. Now, in Ireland, similar to England, unfortunately, they have laws where you cannot criticize their government, and he is an Irish citizen, and, you know, he took to social media to show his dismay, how, you know, it's hard to, to put it any other way, you know, I was... I was a little more critical, but the the Prime Minister of Ireland, this was his take on the release of a four-year-old hostage from Hamas. Um, This is a day of enormous joy and relief for Emily Hand and her family, an innocent child who was lost and has now been found and returned, and we breathe a massive sigh of relief. Our prayers have been answered. Lost? She's been lost and now found? Lost and now found. This is, this is the Ireland's prime minister. Now, the former UFC called the prime minister, Leo Varadkar, a uh, disgrace. She was abducted by an evil terrorist organization. The UFC superstar wrote on X, formerly Twitter. What is with you and your government and your paid for media and your paid for media affiliates constantly downplaying attempting to repress horrific acts that happen to children? You are a disgrace. I, I just put lost in quotation marks and said you pathetic little man, meaning the Prime Minister of Ireland. And, and Ireland's really gone off the deep end as far as a lot of things. And yes, I'm going to be very critical of Ireland. I should be very critical of Ireland. Why shouldn't I? You know, there was there was another politician today, Ireland's Green Party senator, Pauline O'Reilly, on the parliament floor, said, we are restricting freedom, but we are doing it for the common good. Yes, you have rights, but they are restricted for the common good. That's the direction Ireland's going into. There is no restricting rights for the common good. You either have rights or you don't. And, I mean, a four-year-old child was abducted and held captive for seven weeks. And the prime minister of Ireland... Refers to that as being lost. The child has been lost, and now the child's found. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? And it's funny because I have friends who are in Ireland visiting right now, and they the stance says you know a good much, a good portion of the locals are just dumbfounded at what their government's doing. It's not dissimilar to what's happening here, I guess. But they don't have a thing called the Constitution there. They don't have the same rights that we have. You know, Very simply, they can restrict rights, freedoms there because of the common good. And, like, the authorities are looking into Conor McGregor because he was questionative of the prime minister. He could be in hot water because of the things he said there. He could face criminal penalty because he called the prime minister a disgrace. Now, I don't think that would be a good move, but we'll have to see. And was he wrong? Again, Conor McGregor's post was, you know, she was abducted by an evil terrorist organization. What is with you and your government and your paid-for media affiliates constantly downplaying, attempting to regret, repress horrific acts that happen to children? You're a disgrace. He's not wrong. It's not wrong at all. A little more uh, in-depth than me. I just put lost in quotation marks with a question mark and called him a pathetic little man meaning the prime minister of Ireland. It's so truly for a statement like that it's truly is truly as pathetic. And he is a little man. So, it's 5:32 here at WILK. We'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell show in just a minute. Welcome back to Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell show on WILK News Radio. It's 5:38. 37 degrees and cloudy outside. Well, I mean, most people should or, or I'm, I'm sure our listeners will know the famous Ronald Reagan quote where he said, the nine most terrifying words in the English language are, I'm from the government, I'm here to help. Now, that was the quote. And basically, Ronald Reagan was making fun of the government, saying how detrimental it is to our freedoms. Well, the current Secretary of Education— Miguel Cardona, formerly the head of the New York City Board of Education, which should have told them something, you know, red flag from the start, during a speech today, used the quote, but under the wrong context, and not knowing the true context of this for the Secretary of Education is astounding. Now he said, I think it was President Reagan who said, we're from the government, we're here to help. Seriously, said that quote. I think it was President Reagan who said, We're here from the we're from the government and we're here to help. Touting the government's help, not realizing the actual historic quote, and the first portion of that, the nine most terrifying words in the English language are I'm from the government, I'm here to help. That's coming from the Secretary of Education. I'm sure he's got a staff around him. If he writes his own speech, great. You know, he is the Secretary of Education. But for the Secretary of Education to not know the context of that quote and come out with that just shows how bad our systems are right now, especially education. I did see something positive that a lot of educational systems across the nation are starting to put back cursive writing in elementary school. Teaching cursive in elementary schools—that's a positive sign. It's something we've talked about here. You know, while my kids were going through school, I noticed that they were no longer doing cursive. Especially, you know, with the age of computers, everything's done on computers. Uh, you know, how 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 long would it take a, a teenager today to type something out on a, a literal typewriter? How we did it is beyond me, you know, especially without corrective ribbon. But cursive writing, you know, I used to make my kids, have my kids write me a paragraph about whatever they wanted in cursive. And they got, I wish I saved them. I could probably make a book about what what they wrote about. Because, you know, obviously they weren't happy about doing it. I'm giving them extra homework assignments. I'm giving them something they didn't want to do. You know, I tried to make it fun. You talk about whatever you want. And, like, my my one daughter would just give me four sentences on how much she didn't want to write those four sentences. They they were truly it's something I really wish I would have saved because it was great. It would have been hilarious this day and age. And I, and I truly think it would have made a great book. Because some of the things they wrote about were creative, but all about not wanting to do what I asked them to do. But thankfully, they did it. They have their cursive. I was happy that they kept up with it. Not that that's a reason for their success, but I'm sure it has a little 0.001% of that success that they were disciplined enough to do it. That in itself is fine that they, you know, respected my asking and did it. But it's good to see that schools around the nation are elementary schools are putting back cursive into their systems. So that's a good thing, but for the secretary of education to to come out with that quote thinking that he's quoting Reagan to support his story, to support what he's talking about is just mind-boggling. And uh you know, I'd like to call them a name, but you know, we're trying to turn that page here and not call people names anymore. So we're going to try and do better. I'm going to try and do better. Hopefully you guys try and do better. Some of the text messages I'm getting from you guys, I don't know, but we'll see. It's uh, 542 here at wylk Hopefully traffic's well it's been not been bad so hopefully it's good.
1: Well, there's just a little bit of a fender bender out there. This traffic update is brought to you by Pentella data Internet. It's a little bit of a wreck uh, at the intersection of Spring and Monday Street in Wilkesbury that is causing delays in your travel. Other than that, 81 is looking pretty good from the New York border to Hazleton. We have no problems to report on the PA Turnpike in the northeast region either. 80, 84, 380, they all seem pretty good. Whenever you see a traffic problem, call our jam line, 570-883-7269. Nikki Stone, W.I.L.K. Traffic.
0: Thank you, Nikki. Here's the Storm Tracker 16 forecast from Chief Meteorologist Kurt Aaron. Tonight, mostly cloudy, breezy with some flurries, low 25. Tuesday, mostly cloudy, breezy with cold and cold with snow showers and flurries possible, high 32. Wednesday, mix of sun and clouds, breezy and cold, high 46. Thursday, mix of sun and clouds, high 46. Friday, cloudy with scattered rain showers, high 47. It's currently 37 degrees and cloudy here at 543 at your official weather station, W.I.L.K. Your Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins are home this Saturday to face the Springfield Thunderbirds at 6.05. Get tickets at wbspenguins.com or call 570-280-7367. And the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins have the perfect gift for the hockey fan in your life, the Holiday Hat Trick. A perfect one-size-fits-all gift with four undated ticket vouchers. Good at any remaining Penguins home game. Two skating passes for the Toyota Sportsplex and a pair of Pittsburgh Penguins mittens. Packages start at 66 bucks. Visit WBSPenguins.com or call 570-208-7367. Go Pens! Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It is 548, 37 degrees. Got a text message. Now, Rob, I grew up cursive. I'm good at it. Fast writing. Challenge for you. Write a paragraph, put it aside a few weeks, and then try and read your own writing. I switched to printing a long time ago. It's not about print. You know, I print most of the time, too. But it's about learning cursive. And I think it's important for children to learn what cursive is about and learn about it. So it was more of You know, teaching them how to do cursive, not that they had to do it all the time. Just, you know, practice makes perfect. And that was the way, you know, this was back when they were in elementary school, too. They weren't like in middle school or high school. It was elementary school. You know, just give me a a paragraph in cursive on anything you wanted. So that was the purpose. But, yes, even today I write mostly in print myself. Let's go to the phones now. We have uh, L from Wayne County on debates, Red Cross, and recalls. Now, first of all, L, <laughs> because of the calls I've been getting today, you haven't been drinking, have you? No. Okay. No,
2: I said to Jake, I said, I don't know which one, where, which way you want to go with this because it's yeah, three I'm, different
0: I, things. I, I, I'm, I'm going to have to start <laughs> having a checklist for Jake <laughs> when people call. But th- th- <laughs> thank you for being sober, and we can talk about the topics you'd like to talk about now.
2: Well, uh, they were talking on the news about uh, in September how the Red Cross had, had gone into shortage for the blood drives and everything. And they mentioned to me today on, on the news that, um, that they now need, like, there are like 10,000 units behind right now and they need that approximately every day because in the winter everybody forgets and the holidays everybody forgets to donate so and they said you know if if you if you're one of the people that aren't able to donate you could always volunteer and that is true because the very first time I went to a blood drive I was a volunteer and I was going to donate and they said oh you can't donate and it was because of a med that I take, so uh, I was never able to. But I did, I did volunteer. So I was glad they they worded it that way because it reminded me of me don't uh, volunteering that day, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, that that's that's a big deal. So now there's also a Honda recall on I think they said 22, 22s and 23s, something with the seat belt, and they're going to be sending out information in January. So. Anybody with a Honda, 2022s and 23s. And then the last thing, a debate. A while ago, they said there was going to be a debate on the 30th, November 30th, on Fox. And it's supposed to be DeSantis and Newsom. So I don't know if they're still having it because they nobody has said anything about it. I believe they are. Are they? Because I haven't heard anything since the very first time they announced that. and That was probably the end of october i think when i wrote it on my calendar for november so that's a while
0: no i the last i heard it's still on okay so
2: uh all right so and and how was your thanksgiving your thanksgiving was pretty nice it sounds
0: it was good it was good
2: yeah that's good
0: yeah it was uh, everybody there was nice it was it was a mix it, it was good because uh, we had it at my, my son and his wife's new home. They wanted to have the thang- their first Thanksgiving at their new home. So we had it there. We had it on the table that I built for them from scratch. Oh, nice. So we had our nice. dinner there. And it was a mix of, you know, my wife made the turkey. My daughter-in-law made the spiral ham. It was a mix of sides. Um, you know, I, I was looking forward to some of the traditional southern side dishes. Like instead of stuffing, they make dressing. Which is similar to stuffing. It's more of a it's it's more of a moist stuffing rather than a dryer or a bread stuffing. Uh I, yeah. I really like that. Um, you know, she made a green bean casserole, she made her sweet potato casserole, which was real good. And then my wife made traditional stuffing that my son likes. He likes like a maple sausage mixed into his stuffing. So she made that yeah. for him because he likes that. I'm not a fan of the meat and stuffing. But yeah. you know, she also made regular uh, stuffing, but the dressing was phenomenal. It was a little cornbread, a little uh, you know white bread mixed in with. Uh, th- there's a whole bunch of stuff in there, but it, whatever it was was real wow. good. But I, I got. I told my wife she got has to get the recipe for the dressing. But it was a mix of some traditional Southern side dishes and um, you know the stuff we normally make. We had the turkey and the ham and a ton of desserts. Her pecan pie is to die for. Um, my wife will tell you that because she's probably got to spend some extra time in the gym this week to work off the pecan pie that she ate. You know, my daughter, my daughter came up from, uh, it came down from Annapolis and she made homemade chocolate chip cookies. Cause you know, she, she knows daddy likes the homemade chocolate chip cookies. So I did have a couple of cookies. Uh-huh. But it was good. It was good, to have, and you know, we had my one daughter on FaceTime, so she wasn't there physically with us. But you know, she was there and part took in the meal. She worked that day, so she was there. You know, she was just home from work, eating her her turkey and stuff out of a Tupperware at her at her table at home when we were eating at the table.
2: But but that's nice that you did the FaceTime because you know I, I never even really thought of that, and that that's one one thing that is nice about. The Internet. I don't agree with the Internet. I never really liked the Internet. I still hate the Internet because it's done so much bad with the world. I mean, as far as kids, you know, they don't go out and exercise. They're on their phones. They're on their computers. It's just too much radiation, really. (laughs) Too much radiation. I think of it in those terms. Stay away from your radiation products as much as you can.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was good because, we, you know, the table was big enough to where we actually put the the iPad right where she would sit so everybody could see her, she could see everybody, and it was almost like she was <laughs> sitting there, so it was good.
2: That's good. That's good. Yeah, that's great. Well, thank you very much for the update again. So All right. I'm I'll glad you th- had a good one.
0: Thank you for calling without drinking, and we'll talk to you again soon. <laughs>
2: No, I don't drink anymore, honey. Okay.
0: Well, that's good. <laughs> Thank
2: you. Thank okay. you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
0: It's uh, 5.55 here at WILK. We'll be back to close out the Rob O'Donnell Show in just a minute. Well, that's it for the Rob O'Donnell Show. On this Monday, November twenty 2023, I'm just looking at the TV now. They're bringing up the fact that uh, the Secretary of Education, um, not misquoted, but used it in the wrong context, of, uh, you know, the government's here to help you type thing. Secretary of Education, huh? I think we could do without him. Save a little money there. Save a little money here. Save a little money there. We'll see. But, uh, you know, in all seriousness, it, what was what was interesting is I left uh, Wednesday. You know, the busiest travel day of the year, drove seven hours down to Virginia Beach. Now, I left uh, home at 5 in the morning and it took us exactly seven hours. We didn't hit any traffic going down. Coming back yesterday, we left at uh, 9.30 in the morning, came back up, hit a little bit of traffic. By a little bit, I'd say less than 10 minutes of traffic in the Philadelphia area. Other than that, nothing. And we were home by, what, 5.30? So it was a good, uh, good trip up and back. I'm glad to be back with you guys. I hope you guys are rested and ready to be back now. We're we'll talking about the Christmas holiday season coming up in the next month or so. We'll be here with you. Got some things going on this week. Yeah, got a concert tomorrow evening. Got a concert on Thursday evening we can talk about later in the week as well. But I'm glad I'm back with you guys. I'm refreshed. Still not feeling 100%, but I'm getting there. So hopefully you can hear it in my voice a little bit, but uh, you know, each day a little better, right? We'll see you guys tomorrow. God bless, be safe, and the Rob O'Donnell Show will be with you again. Take care.